Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. I am your host, Marco Mazzola, and today we are talking about Rewatch TV. And today I have two special guests with me again today. We have Amy. Hi. And Sam. I'm back. Sam back again. All right, gang. So we're talking about Rewatch TV. TV shows you like to rewatch over and over again, why we rewatch them, what makes them special, you know, what makes them timeless that you can continue watching even if they're 20, 30 years old. So let's go around and just start off with maybe your, you know, one or two that you like to rewatch. Amy, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. I have a few, um, but one of them, one of my favorites, and it is, it's, 30 or even 40 years old now, but I still love it, is The Golden Girls. I rewatch it all the time. So that's an 80s show. It's an 80s show. I love, love, love it. I used to watch it with my roommate in college. Uh, Way before that, I used to watch it with my aunt and my grandmother when they would babysit me. I love it. I I can, you know, I know all the episodes. I can probably recite them all. There's very few that I won't watch. Yeah, there's very few that I won't watch. Um, I never watched the end one because that makes me too sad. But other than that, I pretty much watch them all. Love did, it. Did you ever, you've seen, but you've seen the end one. I have. Okay, you just don't rewatch it. I just don't rewatch it. All right, so we'll talk about that as well as to like why are there some, you know, episodes you just don't rewatch even though you you know you're going through the whole series over and over again, but you skip certain episodes. Mm-hmm. So what about that one? Is sad. That you so don't I like. don't. I'm not great at watching the last episodes of shows, anyways. Yep. Like I'll watch them once because it's final, but I don't like the finality of it. Like I like the show. I don't like that it's ending. So you know, are there any that you ever mm, at you Monk? Watched? I usually watch. Yeah, Monk. I because it, it's happy. Right. They aren't. If it's a happy ending, yeah. I tend to watch it. If it's not a happy ending, or if everybody's leaving. I tend I to not watch it. for you, it's more like you want to continue to picture them living in this universe. So like yeah. with Monk, they continue on to do other things. Like they have other things to do. Like Randy and Sharona go off. But that bothers me too. Like I know what you're saying. Like they're, 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 what they're doing continues. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorites, of course, is Big Bang Theory. Because at the end of the series, even though, you know, when, when Sheldon and, and Amy get the uh, Nobel Prize, they're all back in the apartment. So it's unlike Friends where they kind of all like split up and move away and Monica and Chandler move to the country, you know, basically, you know, to the suburbs. And so everybody kind of splits and kind of does their own thing. Whereas Big Bang, they're, they're right back in the apartment. You've spent the last 11, 12 seasons, whatever it is, with these people and they're continuing on. It's not the ending and their relationships are ending and they're moving away. So it's a happy ending. They, you know, they got the Nobel Prize. They won. It's great. And they're just moving on as if life didn't change. That's happening. You know, there's certain shows, like I said, like Friends, they all move away. Uh, you know. The one, one, two of the ones that make me cry every single time, no matter how many times I watch them. Frasier. Frasier, every time. I lose it that last episode when he's moving uh, to Seattle, or no, he's moving, excuse me, to San Francisco, but then he ends up going to Chicago to find to get the girl. Um, but at the, the, the end of the day, he's supposed to be moving to San Francisco, so he's moving away from the family. You know, his brother just has a baby, and of course, you know, we know my brother passed away 16 years ago. Um, so that obviously hits home for me. When and, and it is that that final when he's saying his goodbyes to everybody, and he says goodbye to his father. Yeah, that tugs. He says bye to his producer Roz, and and you know, and, and everything, and Daphne. When he hits Niles, that's it. When he when his brother, when him and his brother are. You know, separating. He's like, oh, I will. I'll miss the coffees. That's it. I'm done every single time. 
So that gets me. But I love that series. I will watch Frasier. And I still watch it, though. So unlike you, I will watch that finale. It makes me cry every time. And it drives you crazy that I do that. Because mm-hmm. you know I'm going to be a blubbering mess at the end of it. But I still watch it. <laughs> it's because it's, because like- it's a great episode. Yeah, but it's also like self-torture, and I hate it. I hate you it when hate you do self-torture. that. I really hate do. it when you do that. Yes, you definitely do. So, uh, okay, so back to Golden Girls. We have B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Betty White, Estelle Getty. That's your main cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting show uh, was Betty White is still the only one living out of the four. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Estelle Getty was actually like the youngest one. Not the it's, youngest, was but one she, of was the youngest like, she was only like, she only like a year or two. She and B. Arthur were only like a year or two apart. They weren't yes. very far she apart. She also had age. a very advanced form of dementia and it was like pretty aggressive to the point where like she Tw- forgot yeah. most of her lines like Wait, but they didn't know it then they didn't right right know it. yeah they no, were, exactly you know she was she was blaming it on stage fright and a whole yeah. bunch of other things yeah. they didn't know it while she was filming yeah absolutely so yeah i mean a great show though ahead of its time i think my only struggle i think with that show if you watch and this happens a lot with shows that you rewatch, right when you start to like let's say binge them you see the threads that happen continuously throughout the show that sort of stick the things that they do. And when you're watching it week to week or they skip weeks, you're off on hiatus for a summer, you don't necessarily notice it. It doesn't become so apparent. But like that show, they're constantly sarcastic with each other. Right? It's a show of sarcasm. They're always backbiting each other. It's a bunch of, you know, older women, you know, sort of like it's almost that old bitty biting at each other. It's not so drastic until you watch it continuously. And it's just hours on hours of people being sarcastic and biting each other. It's kind of like being home with my family, but it's maybe that's the problem, but it still is that way, you know? That doesn't bother me. I think some of the lines are really timeless. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, they, they do truly love and care about each other. Yeah. And that's, that comes through all the time in every episode. And I think that's what the, the, the best part of it is. I think in a lot of ways, it did a lot of episodes that were very... Um, ahead of its time, like yep. you were saying, they did an, uh, an episode on AIDS where they were very clear about like, um, I can remember at one point, like Blanche saying to Rose, AIDS is not a bad person's disease, Rose. Like th- it just happens to people and things that, you know, in the 80s, these weren't widely held beliefs. I mean, people weren't yep. getting into pool with people who it, had AIDS because they were afraid they were going to get it. It started in 85. It ended in 92. Mm-hmm. It had 177 episodes altogether. Yeah. That one has always stuck with me. And I think I've rewatched it and I'm sure... It's not completely as it should be, but I still feel like it translates well. Yeah. They have an episode about domestic violence that I think they dealt with very well. Um, they, you know, that really like they just, they, they dealt with very appropriately. Um, lots of things about love, about dating, but I liked it that they, that they, you know, didn't portray these women as their lives were over. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just kind of like hitting their stride. Right. In their 50s. Yes. And if you think about it, like it's, it's, I mean, and it's wild too. Like when you think about it, you know, Rue McClanahan was 51 when she started on that show. J-Lo's 51 right now. Right. So, I mean, think about like how things have changed. It does, you know? right? The perception of age obviously changes. And as we get to, we live longer, right? You were just mm-hmm. saying the other day, 70 is no longer old. That's right. Right. Before when we were younger, 70 was, I mean, you just got one foot in the pay, in the banana peel. You know what I mean? One in the grave is like, that's really old. I hope I live to 70. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, yeah, it's just another day. It's, it's just yeah, another age. It's, it's amazing. It, it's very like, it, it, you know, it blows my mind. Right. 50 is the new, right? 40. It, yeah, 50 is the new 30. That's what so, yeah, so. I've had, heard people saying. And, you know, I mean, age truly. I'm 45 now. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Age is a number. It is. I mean, I think, you know, you live your life. But that, I truly love that show. The, I, I think, too, I, lo- I really like the relationship between Sophia and Dorothy, mm-hmm. that they stick by each other, that they're able to do things together, they take care of each other. That was always a big thing for me. Um, 
you know, I know they're supposed to be Italian. They're not great Italians, but you know, <laughs> they're they, okay Italian. Yeah, they could have they could have done it better. better. It probably would have played better if they were both. Um, I don't know something else. I don't want to be, but there are definitely pieces that are missed. Yes, you know, play better if they were both Jewish. Okay, I wasn't going to say that, but there you go. Okay. Well, you've got Estelle Getty, and then you've got Stan. Yeah, and no, so I feel like there's there's more of a cultural understanding there. Yeah. I you know I think it would have I I don't know I think it would have played a little bit differently, but it's good. I mean, it's still very I I don't know. I just love it. I I really enjoy it. I find it very comforting. you know, and I like I like the way that they portray many things. And I like it that people's specifically that, you know, even then it was like your life continues. You know, you've lost your husband, you've you know, you've gotten a divorce, you need to keep living your life. Like you've got these are some of the best years of your life. Yeah. And whether you have a relationship or not, you have your friends. And I think it was very forward thinking too, because we're only really starting to get into the whole ageism bias debate, like today in twenty twenty one. So I mean, the fact that this came out in the 80s and that these women are hitting their stride, like, that's amazing. They can, they, there's an episode at the beginning that sometimes I have a hard time watching that Rose, um, Rose is looking for a job. Like, she loses her husband's pension. Yeah. And she's looking for a job and she can't find one. And she, you know, there's a lot of, they're trying to confront the ageism head on. It's really, um, it was well done. Like, I, I yeah. thought it was really well done. I agree. I agree. So yeah, there's definitely there's always going to be those episodes we just don't rewatch, whether it's a f- season finale because everybody's moving away, or they're just the really uncomfortable episodes that we don't. Right? I have a few that I'll go into when I start talking about mine. But you want to move on? We can. All right. Yeah. We go back. We can circle back. Sam, why don't you give us one of your shows that you rewatch? So I constantly rewatch Parks and Rec. Now I constantly rewatch Parks and Rec. Sorry, Marco made me move closer to the mic. Um, But I absolutely love this sort of little idealistic world that Amy Poehler has created in Pawnee, Indiana. And it's actually one of their, the final season, they do a lot of like flash forwards and flashbacks to sort of figure out like where characters are going and what's happening. And I honestly really like that because it allows me to think that like the story continues. And I don't have to just think of them as like gone forever. Right. Once it's over. So that's actually one of the final seasons I like the best. Bye, 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 little Sebastian. <laughs> I'm guessing we have hit an inside joke that I know nothing about. Okay. If you've seen one episode of Parks and Rec, you'd uh, understand. I have not. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode I know, of Parks and Rec. You won't watch it with me. Why? I, know. I, I don't know what it is. And then, okay, so let's go. There's that. There's the shows that just for some reason. You just can't get behind watching, right? And it's not that dissimilar than like The Office because it was kind of made on that same vein where it's almost like a mockumentary. They're watching these people at work kind of thing. It's not a do mockumentary. They do, do they but do any of the not, talking heads in that show? No. no. They don't ever talk do, to the camera? No, they do, but it's not a mockumentary. It's more like, I, I don't know, it's not a documentary, but they do definitely have times where they talk to the camera. Right, so there's that but, breaking the fourth wall, talking yeah. to the camera stuff, much like The Office. But The Office was meant to be like a mockumentary. They're telling you there's a documentary crew the whole time, and that's why they're being filmed and yeah. talking to the camera, whereas Parks and Rec, they are talking to the camera, but they're not really explaining why they're get to talk to the camera right so it's almost like there's real life there isn't a documentary crew there but yet we're talking to the audience so that was kind of weird um but yeah i don't know why i just never parks and rec um i don't know i don't know what it is it's i don't know it's not necessarily amy poehler i i love um what's his name the place ron swanson right nick nick offerman nick offerman's fantastic um i think he's great i love him and other stuff that he does 
at least that dry humor he has is, is awesome. Um, Chris Pratt's in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Chris Pratt was in that. It's kind of where he got his start almost. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot. I mean, some amazing people. And I don't know why I just never got behind it. I've tried. I've tried. And it's 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 like Modern Family. I, people love that show. I can't watch it. Like I've tr- I've literally tried to sit down and watch it. I think it, one and of I the love other it. things um, about Park and Rec where they break the fourth wall is it came out around the same time where they were doing that a lot in Thirty Rock too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a lot of NBC comedies of the day were like, yeah, that's I think what the they office kind of started. Started, started it, and then yeah. everyone just sort of like, that's what you did. If yeah, because the office comedy. took off. It was a huge mm-hmm. hit. It was a huge, you know, yeah. get. So they're like, let's do that too. Um, yeah, I no. don't know that it ever worked as well for me. For me, mm-hmm. it just didn't work as well as The Office. But I know those are huge shows, so I'm not yeah. trying to say they're not good shows. You shouldn't watch them. Yeah, I think they're definitely for people. I loved Parks and Rec. Yeah, The Office doesn't have enough color in in it for me to watch it. Like, I need the episodes to have like it's just it's something about being in the office and it being all <laughs> like all white. I can't do it. Yeah, the, like, the tan walls, right? No, the beige like, everywhere. Visually, yeah, I can listen to it. I love listening to The Office, but I can't physically force myself to watch it. Like it's just it's the tan walls. It's Meanwhile, the lack I could of watch color that. I've set. seen it a hundred. I, I can't remember how many times. I, can't I, I do literally it. have lost count how many times I've watched that series from beginning to end. There are of course some episodes that I will skip. The Scott's Tots episode is the most, one of the most cringy episodes when he like yeah, he's really supposed awful. to you know send all these kids to college because he thought he was going to be rich and he ends up giving them all like laptop batteries, not even laptops to go to college. He gives them batteries. That's the only thing he can afford to give these kids. It was. I just can't. I just some reason I can't watch those episodes. I don't because know because it's really bad. I mean, it's really. Yeah. I I don't watch that one either. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, there are some. There that that's the main one with The Office that yeah. I don't rewatch because yeah. you definitely rewatch it a whole bunch. But I do. and the final episode gets me every time. That's another one like Frasier. That that get I get on the on the you waterworks seen, start going. The waterworks as soon as Michael shows back up during Dwight's wedding and because he, he doesn't know he's gonna be there. It obviously plays to the fact that my brother, and who doesn't wish if you have a dead sibling or relation, you know, friend that you want them to show up one day, and you know you they're never going to. So it hits you when he, you know, he's gone from the series for well, two or three seasons at that point, yeah. And all of a sudden he just showed, and there was there wasn't any word he wasn't supposed to like there was all that he's not going to show up. He didn't want to, you know, Michael all that buzz. He didn't want to because he didn't want to take away from everything they had done without him. Yep. Right. They were going to continue. The show had lived a life. And it was three seasons, I think, believe, after he left the show. And they were worried, is the show going to go on without right, Steve Carell? And it did as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's debatable. debatable. But it did do well for at least three more seasons. So, um, you know, he wanted to live itself without him. But then he ended up showing up. He yeah. just makes a surprise appearance. And that was, for me, a, that was the big. I, I lose it every time. I have a really hard time with shows that all have the same color. Like, I can't watch shows that are all one color. I just can't do it. Like, I, I need there to be more color. I think that's why I like Parks and Rec better, because there's actual color. Yeah, this, you mean the sets and the, and the things going on? Yeah. What I other show is all one color? What are you even talking about? <laughs> and the debate Some has started. Of Game of Thrones, all one color. It's, yeah, I've been rewatching that show. It's a lot it's of one color. All one it's a lot color. of blue and gray. It depends on the season, but like it's all blue and gray, and I can't do it. And sure, I fall when you're in like Westeros and you're in you know in those places, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, there's a lot. And that's of how you know where you are because color. of what color it sure. is. And that's and done on purpose. I mean, it's done yeah. on purpose, but I just visually I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Well then, <laughs> you're giving. I think you're out of your mind face. I know the sisters. This is how they roll. That's okay. Everybody has their opinion, right? One color. One color. That's new. That's Sam's new nickname. Look for her on Instagram. One color. All right. Fantastic. All right. 
Uh, yeah, so okay, so mine was one, one one of my major ones is the office, as we were talking about. Um, you know, I lived in that office life for sixteen years. I lived, I worked for a company, and you know, with the cubicle farm and everything like that. So that, and it's actually where I started watching that show. I started watching the show because Apple came out with the iPod five, I think, the, for the video iPod, and it bundled some of the episodes with it. Because and- it and the world comes full circle and Marco's life becomes meta. Yeah, pretty much. He's and watching that, The Office. I did. I watched The office, office at The Office. Not always at The Office. Some places other than that we don't have to talk about on the podcast. But it was just like something to do. I have my iPod and my headphones and I needed my quiet time. So I'd watch The Office. And that's what I would do. And that's how I got to know that show was from the iPod that I got. The, the iPod, I think it was the 5 with the video. I had never it was watched. Genius. I had never watched that show until we started dating. Really? Wow. See? It's unbelievable. See, you, you, something you can live and breathe and love, and you get with somebody else like, no, I've never seen it. Now, you and I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before on the last episode on the movie one, on the, on the guilty pleasure ones, so the movies and TV shows you've never seen before. And I grew up watching, right? The same thing. And that More happens. movies, though, than TV shows. Yeah, but, and that can happen, obviously, because you can't watch everything. No. And you like the things you, you can like. Try. And you can try. I mean, I'm certainly giving it a try. We know that. You tried. You real so hard. tried real hard. And then I gave up. <laughs> you didn't give up. Mom made you give up. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, okay, so The Office for me, I identified with a lot of the characters. I love Michael Scott as much as he is super cringy and super uncomfortable. You know, they re-hit, they hit their stride really in the second season. The first season was kind of weird where they were really trying to, like, be the same as the British one. Um, so much of it was so similar. But I love the fact that they changed the, the formula up a bit. If you ever uh, listen to the Office Ladies podcast, I love it. I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm getting through that one. I think we're on season three. If you get a chance, you know, not a paid sponsor, but definitely go listen to the Office Ladies podcast. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. It is good. I mean, I feel like I haven't watched The Office enough to truly appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a Golden Girls podcast called uh, Out on the Lanai. Mm-hmm. Also not a paid sponsor. But um, I have a hard, I have an easier time with that one because I've seen it so many times. Right. You know, that it just like it's because they're rewatching the shows and talking about like what was going right. on behind the scenes. And so I think that if you want to watch that and you haven't watched a ton of The Office, I would recommend queuing up the episode while you're listening, so it will make more sense to you. Right. So they do a, like as it's going? Yeah. Are they watching it on the podcast while they're it, doing it? It sounds like they are, because okay. at different times they say like, oh, at 10.27, then this happens. Well, or, they do that on The Office Ladies too, but they oh, they watched it. No, oh, no, that's, I'm talking about on The Office Ladies. Right, right, not, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know yeah, what? Yeah, Honestly, they, they I don't know. I, I don't know if they're doing it on Out on the Lanai, um, because there's just so many references that I get. Right. You know, I mean, it's very... So I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. But. Yeah, it is a, it's a great podcast to listen to. I love the, the Office Days because, again, I watched every single episode so many times. I know exactly what they're talking about. So now there's the extended, the uh, Superfan episodes on Peacock. Have you seen that? Peacock Streaming has Superfan. They've only done, like, the first three seasons. They're probably going to go through all of them eventually. But they're extending each episode. So they're giving a lot of, like, the deleted scenes. They're weaving them back in. The sad part, and what you've seen me do this, is we can watch it go, that's new. That scene's new. I know exactly which scenes they've added and which ones are the original version of the show. Like, all right, this is right from here. That's all new. <laughs> right to that part, that's new. It's sad. Like, I know ex- I haven't missed a one yet. I know exactly which scenes are new because I've watched it so many times. All right, Amy, give me another one. Uh, Psych, which probably most people here have not seen, but I love well, Psych. Well, Dooley Hill's great in Psych. Yeah. Well, so isn't, yeah. it, it, so isn't, um, oh, my God, why can't I think of his name? 
poof, and it vanished. James Rody. Oh, James Rody. Thank you. Who plays Sean? <laughs> oh my God, James Roday. I think is how the is how you say. I think it. that's right. That's I right. think it's I James Roday. But it is. I I love them. I mean, they're like the they're you know they're best friends. They're like buddy. It's like a buddy cop show. They own yep. a detective, a psychic detective agency. James Roday's character Sean pretends he's psychic, and Gus has been his best friend forever. It's Dulé Hill. Um, they solve these crimes together and they do it. And eventually, you know, towards the end, it kind of catches up with them. But it's really, a, it's a really good show. It's funny. There's a lot of jokes. There's lots of things. Sean's father gets involved. I mean, there's, they, there are these police detectives that they regularly interact with. It's hysterical. Yeah. It's hysterical. And even though I know what's going to happen and I know who's done the crimes, I can still rewatch it. Um, I enjoy Oh, I love it. I love it. I love so it. So that show is, so there's different types of like detective shows. Uh, there's some detective shows where you don't know who did it and you have to follow along with the you know detective, let's say, to figure out who did it and how they figure it out. But then there's other ones where you see very well who did it. And you so you know the mystery, you know, and you're just watching the detective figure out how they do it. Which mm -hmm. one do you prefer? So I don't. It depends. Yeah, it does depend. Like, because I, you know, I'll watch Columbo, too. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, that recently. yeah. And you know, at the beginning, mm -hmm. like you see who does the crime. Right. And you watch him trying to piece it together. That's so like, just the magic yeah. of watching him, quote unquote, fumble, but not really fumble. fumble yeah. His way. Do a shtick. Yeah. Do a shtick to get it together. To fumble, yeah. I, I have always really liked a mystery. I like the puzzle. So I enjoy watching it like play out. I also enjoy like as I know a show and I know what they do, seeing if I can get it. Or seeing if I know where it's going to go right. before. Monk is one of those shows. You know who did it. And Oftentimes, to, you know, yeah. often Most yeah. of the time, you know who did it. You just have to watch him figure out how he figures mm -hmm. it out. Because that's more what it's about. Well, and then another show that Amy and I both really like to watch, Midsommar Murders. And that show, you more have to watch and figure it out along as they go. Because right. you don't know who did it. They don't show it. you up. They don't, they don't bury the lead. Uh, you know, they bury the lead. Do they you don't. know what Marco calls that show? Oh. Who killed Nigel? It's cool. That's exactly what that show is. <laughs> It's because that's every time it's who killed Nigel or Nigella. It just depends. It's either Nigel and, or it, and we're always flirting with the, like these pseudo serial killers because the episodes are so long that you have like three or four murders before they finally Your mother catch watches the guy. that shoe, doesn't she? My parents love it. it. Yeah. My parents so love like, it. Okay, who's, who's watching who killed Nigel? Yeah. My parents love that one. They watch it all the time. It's I haven't watched it as much recently, but I, I go back and forth because I've seen like, I mean, I've seen a lot of these things. But Psych, Psych is definitely great rewatch yeah. TV for me. I yeah. love it. I there are certain episodes that just I you will like watch to see the, every the threads time. You of trying to find the pineapple, the yep. pineapple that shows somehow just shows pineapple. up in some yep. variation, whether it's on a shirt or a little pineapple upside down cake or some sort of a pineapple shows up in every single episode. If you look on the hundredth episode, the Clue episode, which is one of my favorites, yes. the pineapple's the doorbell, yep. like the doorbell's pineapple shaped. It's it's they fit it in a million different places. It's really really well 121 done. 121 episodes to fit in pineapples. Mm -hmm. So good. it's kind of like when you watch Dis like I love watching and rewatching Disney films, like the old animated ones, and then they f and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's Finding Nemo's fish tank. Mm -hmm. And you yeah, just like you they, have they to thread just things in. they thread there's, things yeah. in like the Where's the, Waldo yeah, moments. Yeah, they have the um, the pizza truck now. They yep. have the the door, which is like I forget the number. It's like a one one four or three or something like that. Oh, booze door, booze door. Yeah, there's a, but, there's, but there's a number on it. Do you know what that number stands for? No. So in Pixar, that was the animator's room. Yep. That was the number for the animator's room. Oh, cool. So they always had a number above the door. That was their room. So in every movie, they put that number in there somehow. Yeah, so it's a little 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 Easter egg you get to find. I love watching the Easter eggs. But it's TV it. shows and yeah. movies. They're fantastic. So one of my favorites, so back to Frasier, one of my favorite threads throughout the whole series was Niles and his support groups. 
And it's kind of hard, you know. You don't initially, but when you watch them back to back again, so you can't. He's always has the support groups, and he's always telling why he has to leave. I, I have to leave. I have my, you know, fear of abandonment support group. I can't not show. I've, I've been a no show three times. I have to, I have to go this time. You know what I mean? So there's always some sort of reference back to and a little play on words as to why he has to go to a support group because it delves into what that support group is. That's fun. It's not in every single episode, but you get you when you watch them back to back, you can pick up on them. That that's a really that's that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is a good one. So, Sam, give me your next one. Neither. I, I don't know. Amy might like this one, but The West Wing. I constantly rewatch The West Wing oh, all love, the time. I, I love, love The, the West, West Wing. Wing. That was in unison. Fantastic. <laughs> it's because we share a brain. Dulé Hill's also on The West that's Wing. Right. Well, exactly, because that's how I got introduced to Dulé Hill. And, oh, I love The West Wing. I love rewatching What about that. The West Wing do you love? Uh, well, what first is- of all, John Spencer. I love his character. And how he supports Martin Sheen and their friendship throughout the entire thing. Allison B. Janney, oh my God, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely effing amazing. Yeah, she is. She is. And I love her story arc. I love her character's arc throughout the entire story. It's great. Um, but yeah, I love rewatching that. Yeah, I don't think I've, ever, I've watched the entire series uh, beginning to end. I don't know that I've rewatched the entire series. You uh, have to I, also I, frame it that it starts like. It's like what twenty years old now? Yeah, it, from ninety nine to two thousand six. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's basically like Hollywood's liberal love letter to like what a democratic president would have been. Right, it lasts throughout. As it lasts. It lasted as long as George H W Bush's presidency. Right, and that's the whole show. Because then it turns into Jimmy Smith becomes the new president. Yeah, he changes over at the end, right? Which weirdly enough threw me when I watched it, but then like in my head, I'm like, yeah, but it's just a presidency, eight years. He, he did that's two it, terms, the and most. that's it. And two terms, you can't and keep going on with this. It takes place over the course of eight years yeah. during his presidency. So yes, he has to move out of the White House, Oval Office, and somebody else has to go in there. Then I was like, my brain. It took me an extra second to think of that for like, your brain to catch up. Yeah, to catch yeah. up to it, like because you just want the show to continue, like you were talking about. Yep. I just want the show to go on, but I can't. He yeah. has to, you know what I mean? It'd be weird if they just did, okay, now we're going to do eight more seasons with Jimmy Smith's. Yeah. And you'd you know have I mean? to have a different staff, right? Because yeah. the staff all the changes. The whole staff Everybody would change changes. out. It would be a completely yep. different show. Yeah, so exactly. That, so it's that not, just didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's not. So it was, I, I mean, I agree. I think it's really, I think it's well done. I think I like the way that they, um, you know, what they show, what they don't show. I think it's a really idealized political view. But, oh, you yeah. know, who... Who doesn't like idealized things? That's why we watch TV. Yep. Exactly. You know, we're not we're not watching the news. We're watching drama here. So I think that, and, or you know, yeah. yeah, or comedy. Well, and, and you, you want to buy in, and mm-hmm. in a perfect world, like, yeah, this is how I want this to play out. Like, I want it to be, I want it to be exactly what I want. Yeah. And you know, you and I grew up in a family where there was a lot of like, there was a lot of emphasis placed on history and politics and current events and knowing what's happening in the world and how do you forming, form an argument how do you back up your argument yeah. um it, which doesn't matter whether you agree with us or not but if you're going to have an argument you better you argue better, well yeah and you better have reasons for it not just because they said so yeah. so that plays right into you know our wheelhouse well yes because if someone says because i say so you and i immediately like to go well no who or. said you get to say <laughs> yeah so one of the actresses on the show is Elizabeth Moss. I didn't know that. Is she plays really? his daughter. She plays Zoe Bartlett. <gasps> Does she really? Yes, she's the daughter. She's the president's yeah, daughter. She gets and kidnapped. She, yes, that's right. She gets she's in the kidnapping. So she obviously being on Mad Men, she leads into the Mad Men, which is another show. There's a little segue that you like mm-hmm. that. A little segue into Mad Men, another show that I'll rewatch over and over and over and over again. So most of the shows that I rewatch are comedies, mostly because they're short. 
right? It's a short 22 minutes. Boom, you're done. You can digest it very easily while you're doing other stuff. You're just rewatching. Where shows like Mad Men or the longer serial type shows, you got to kind of pay attention, right? It's not just a one off. This one show leads into the next and the storyline continues. But when you've seen it, I don't know how many times we watched Mad Men. I've lost count. How many times we watched that show? I've only again. I've only seen it once the whole way through. Really? Yeah. I've definitely seen it more than five times. Easy. No. Yeah. I mean, I've seen different parts of it, but like yeah. the whole way, consistently watched it the whole way through, just once. Because you, you know, you you have it on when you're doing other stuff, and yes. I have a very hard time with that. Like I have to be able to concentrate. Right. It distracts me too much to yeah. have it on in the background. So my favorite is when you go to bed watching a show mm-hmm. and you fall asleep. So I'm set up watching it. And I'll watch two, three episodes, she but then, wait, asleep. wait, wait, but then she falls asleep, and then the next day, she's got to watch those episodes that she's missed. I've already watched them. This ends up happening for four to five nights in a row. She watches, watches the same, I end up watching the same five episodes, She usually she falls, falls asleep. asleep at the same point in every episode, yes, too. Yes, she does. Same the problem place. is, I go to change it, no, I'm watching that. I was watching that. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's watching you, and I'm watching it for the fifth time this week. I, I need to move. I know the struggle. It's so hard. It is. The it struggle is, is real. You think it's easy? I I don't. Thank God for headphones. <laughs> my headphones don't watch something on my phone while you while the show watches the back of your head. That's okay. <laughs> nice. You'll so, live. Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the whole thing, Sam? I haven't watched Mad Men. You've never watched Mad Men. No, you'd probably really like I it. I think you'd like Mad Men. What a great show. I mean, just stylized. It was AMC, right? It was an AMC mm-hmm. show. It Wait, was it was on around the same time question. as More Breaking Bad. More than one color. Lots oh, of color. Lots okay. of color. This then is a, this is a colorful that. show like you read about. I mean, it's amazing the amount of color. It's, it's, it's advertising, so it's all the ads and the, the the visuals on the show are incredible. It's the 50s, but they, they travel a little bit from 50s to 60s, um, and, and they take it through a little but time. it's those bright colors, that oh, fashion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Between the, the ad stuff, fashion, everything else. What a wonderful show. I, I, I just can't say enough about it. I love um, you know John Hamm's character. Uh, you know he's goes through so many different changes throughout the series. You know he starts off as what you think he's one guy, and he's completely different by the end of the series. Um, you know his wife Betty, or then turns out to be his ex-wife. You know the, the arc. January Jones. Yes, yes, January Jones. That's right. So uh, just the arcs on all the characters. There's so many characters, obviously, throughout the entire show, and like everybody has a wonderful arc. Mm-hmm. You know, like they really start off as one person, end up with somebody different, and it's. I don't really know that they. And you could correct me because you've seen it too. But do they have somebody who they just kind of drop, but don't really give them a finish to their story arc? You know what I mean? Like it's just like everybody seems to really have some kind. Of, whether you know how they started, but you know how they finish. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, everybody has an end. I don't know if it's always a satisfying end. Right. Um, like Sal, right? Yes. Like it's an end. You know how it ends. It's definitely not satisfying. It's yeah. an aggravating end. But it's not just a character that you saw got to love no and then like they just don't deal with it well no but like, he they pretty, deal with him getting off the show in yeah. a very profound way yeah it's not a great way but it's a very profound way no i mean it was it, you know it's just it just feels terrible yeah i mean it just feels really terrible yeah it's definitely not a you know a touchy-feely nice way to do it but it uh, but it was dramatic it was something that's like okay we understand why he's no longer on the show mm-hmm. you know i don't think there's any I, like i said i don't think it's much many characters if any that just sort of disappear for no reason you know, you yeah, no, no. I think they they explain it all pretty well. What's his name? The um the young the younger guy who was like just started going a little loony and eventually like cut off his nipple to give to her, like because the the aliens he needed to free oh, the aliens God, out of his brain. Of, yeah, I can't think of his name, but he but has like, a, yeah he has a psychotic break. Yeah, he has a psychotic break. So again, it's a way he got they they released him from the show, but 
<laughs> you 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 know why? Yeah, I mean it's you not know? a it's not a great one. It's not either. a great ending, but you know the ending. But you know why he's gone? No, I, it is. You do know why he's gone? Yeah, and it's it's hard. And I think like the the situation with Sal. I mean, basically they let him go because it's discovered he's gay and he's living in the closet. He's married, and you know you in the fifties in the fifties. And so, you and know, one of their, it, their major advertiser, their major cigarette advertiser, one of the, the guy who basically raised like the son or whatever, mm -hmm. the guy that runs the whole cigarette company is also finds out he's gay and he comes on to him and comes on uh, to Sal's the head yeah. of the advertising yeah. of the art department. Yeah. Side of the art and department. Sal doesn't. And Sal's like, no, but he's still not trying to come out. He's not out of the closet. Yeah. Yet. He's pretending he has, he's, he has a wife, right? Like he legitimately, yeah, has, he's, yeah, he's he's legitimately has a wife, whatever like that. But so then. You know, he goes up against it, and then of course the cigarette guy wants him gone because now it's an embarrassment that he basically shot him down, and nobody knows, and he doesn't want everybody else to know that he's gay. So he's like, "Make this guy so, go away, or I drop my account with you." Oh, and they okay. lose the millions of dollars because like their it's their largest account, so they they basically kick him out. Mm -hmm. he gets him, he gets him fired essentially. So yeah, it's really um, the Jared Harris when he commits suicide, that was really tough. Oh, Lane. Yeah, Lane, played by Jared Harris. Yeah, that was tough. You know, not not to spoil it, but I just did for you. Um, you know, party. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it was, it was really, it was, yeah. I mean, there was just too many. There were too many lies there. Yeah. For him, I mean, yeah. I think his character had just tried to cover up and cover up and cover up, yeah. and he couldn't. And he got caught. And he got caught. And but I feel like you know he could have gotten through it. You know what I mean? Like they would have. They they cared about him enough to deal with it appropriately. Yeah, they would have figured mean? it out. They would have yeah. figured it out. He didn't need to do what he needed to do. No, um, he didn't. No, Bert Cooper, that was rough. I think that we lost Bert. Oh, he just passed away though. Yeah. he was old. But he, yeah, he was old. So, but he was like, he was the backbone. He was the father. He was the father figure. That mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The wise old one, the Yoda of the group, basically, who they always went to. But there wouldn't have been the major like with with Cooper still around. There wouldn't have been the the changes that there were at the end, which right. you know was kind of good and bad. Yeah, exactly. To make it move forward. So, all right. So that's Mad Men. Definitely mm -hmm. a show I'll rewatch, and I'm sure I'll rewatch it again. Uh, what do you you talked about? What are you watching currently? What's the one you were currently watching? What am I watching currently? You were doing Monk. I was doing Monk. Um, was it? I, I've been watching a lot of documentaries, so I've I've gone back and done yes. some documentaries recently. Yes. So we'll um, have to do an entire episode on murder shows and cult shows just for you. That would be awesome. She loves it her murder shows so and cult happy. shows. I don't understand it. I understand so why. I understand, but I don't understand why people watch those again, shows. Again, too much of the same color makes me want to fall asleep. Yeah, red. But yep. it's not a lot of red. I'm watching right now. The what I'm watching right now is um, I had listened to a podcast about it, and now there's also a documentary on it. So I'm watching that. But right. but I was watching Monk before. Yeah. I was I was back on Monk. You will have to get into the murder show culture at some point on it. I don't understand. What how about people... the nanny? Oh, love the nanny. You used to watch the nanny. Still the, do. It's still on. The it's, nanny named Fran. That's yes, right. The nanny named we Fran. Still rewatch the nanny. It's still on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were rewatching it. HBO Max has it streaming now. Yeah. So we were rewatching it earlier. Yeah. I made it up to like season four. There's a point where um, she and like like Fran and Maxwell not getting together. It gets really drawn out for a while. Oh yeah, and I just like there is. A, they I, did I was, make that go on for a like, while. It's just like get me to the end. Yeah, I get was, me to them hooking was, up. Get me to the wedding. I was getting exhausted with it. Like yeah. even rewatching it, I was getting exhausted with it. And there was an episode with Roseanne Barr who I uh -huh. just I, I just don't I I've never really liked her. Like I, I never really watched Roseanne. I never really anything that's happened recently has yeah. been like icing on the cake for me. I just never liked her 
previously. Right. So even that was enough to make me be like, nah, I'm not watching that. I remember seeing her in her stand-up routine with her very first stand-up special. I was, again, way too young to be watching it. And she's pretty crass. She's, you know what I mean? She's very crass, you know, when she talks like that. She's no Eddie Murphy, though. She's no Eddie Murphy. Definitely not. No, she she had more of the physical, you know, grabbing her crotch and spitting and things like that, you know, <sighs> making fun. No, where Eddie you. Murphy was just like, you know, swears profanity across the board. Uh, so it was I a different type of, yeah, it was a different type I of vulgarity uh, watching her than Eddie Murphy. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, when you get to Fran, it, when you get to Fra um, Fran, it's, it's the same. It draws out too much for me. It definitely drew. I'm watching, or I am watching, um, the Lois and Clark Adventures of Superman mm -hmm. with Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher, and it's the same thing. It's only four seasons, but there's that whole point in I think it's the second or third season where they're getting together and they got together, and now they're going to get married, and it just takes like an, enti an entire season because they get married, but it wasn't really her. It was a clone of her. Oh he my thinks God. he met. She got kidnapped. Lex is back. Da, 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 da. So then, you know, then she gets amnesia and he comes back and he gets, okay, so then they get to the amnesia portion almost. of it. Every time they get to <sighs> the way, then it comes, there's an episode with, um, uh, what's her name from Designing Women? Uh, Delta Burke. She's like basically the wedding crasher. She like she's trying to ruin their wedding because Lois put her in, and basically got her put in jail with her news articles about her. So she gets out of jail and uh, the guy was what's the guy who did uh, Roger Rabbit? He's the voice of Roger Rabbit. He's in there. He's like he's like a psychiatrist who's working with her because you know he was her psychiatrist. And they end up crashing the wedding again. Like these two can never get to the elder. It was interminable. Like just get to the damn wedding. So and that bothers me almost as much as. Oh, we're gonna have all this terrible stuff happen, and then you're gonna realize it's a character's dream. Oh, They've been in a car accident. The easy out. And it's terrible. Yes. yes. What is that? Is that I the can't. Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Dallas? That's the Dallas. That's the Dallas out. Oh my out. god. Yes. Jr. It was just a dream. He the didn't whole, really get shot. Thing, yeah. Who shot, shot Jr.? JR? No one. No one. No one actually. Because no it was one. a dream. And yeah, Ugh. Patrick Duffy ends up in the shower. You oh. see Patrick Duffy in the shower. Yeah. Yes. When they freaking tried to recreate Dallas on TNT. Oh no, thank you. Okay, but we're wa talking about rewatch. No, but let's TV. talk about that for a second because that's interesting because that's happened. You know, we, we do the reboots and the, they do the reboots, the reboots, and, then and you it's, maybe it's a show you do watch all the time, like a nine hundred two one zero, and people rewatch that show because they love it, and all of a sudden they do the new version. Yeah, no. and it just it just pales in comparison. It just you know, but we talked about that too. Like it doesn't necessarily because we've been really I've been on the web and listened to people bitch and moan about the new Master of the Universe show by mm -hmm. Kevin Smith, and people are just ripping it apart it's ruined my childhood which i've talked before is the one of the stupidest statements you can ever utter across your face because it's ruined nothing you just don't like this version but you can just go back and watch well, the version you, can, you did like mm -hmm. it's still You're around it's a still choice there to allow it to ruin it like yeah. So if you it's don't ridiculous. like it, then don't keep don't watching. Watch they don't watch it. No That's one's fine. forcing you. But and, you know, I understand the fact that they, they this new version, which is tied into the old version, you want it to be in your brain the same as the old version. It's not the same. It's 30 years later with different people doing it, but it is very similar to the old version. Like they really tried to hold faithful to it. It's not going to be exactly the same. But you're also 30 years older that's watching right. it without you're, childlike you're, innocence. That's right. You're and watching acceptance. it from 30 year older eyes. Yeah. Yep. And, and, ex and, and, you know, that, and that, like, you know, just graciousness that kids have with a lot of things, sure. right? Like, and forgiveness. I don't know exactly what to call it, but, like, no, no, you know, it's, it's yeah, the suspension you know what I mean? of disbelief. Thank you. That's, that's a Absolutely. better way to say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the, just the absolute suspension of disbelief. And, you know, I mean, I think some things like that, like I would never watch a remake of the Golden Girls. I'm in all these Golden Girls groups on Facebook and everybody's always talking about a remake. And I just, I, 
maybe it would be good, but I just feel like there are certain things. Why do we need to remake them? Like, yeah. I'm not a fan of remaking the Disney movies live. I like the animated classics as they are. Yeah, but you can go watch them. I might, There's but I, the, I've no, no, chosen not watch, to. You can go back and yeah. watch the animated versions. Yeah. They're still and there I've, to watch if you want to watch them. Yeah. But, you know, it is it is just that. Though. People love the new ones because you have to make you have to remake them to some degree. Right? They've made new Star Wars because they're young kids who want to watch it and love Star Wars the way we watched it when we were young kids and fell in love with Star Wars. So it's almost like it's really not for us, even though it's, you know, for the fans who've been watching it for 40 years or whatever. You're going to watch new versions, but the kids love it. people. There are kids who only know the prequels. Now they're only, there are kids who only know the sequel trilogy, and that's their Star Wars. Ray is their. Jedi, you know what I mean? And, and to us, it's like, ugh. Which is kind of Oh, no, cool no, 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 no. That I, there's, not that Rey, they but the way they made the new movies. That they only know, like, a female as the main character. Yeah, no, that's like, not the problem. It's no, just, I know, it's but, different. like, I'm just she saying. She did a great that, like, job, but the movies themselves yeah. weren't, in my eyes, weren't as good as the originals. Well, of course they weren't, because I was a kid when mm -hmm. I watched the originals. You know, and yeah. I think I, I think these were certainly, like, if we... We Star Wars is a whole other podcast, yeah, yeah. but I think if we were going to go off Star on that Wars road, is a whole other series of podcasts. Yeah. Let's be honest. The, the original three, right, four, five, six, you know, were great. I am not a fan of one, two, three. No, and then I'll, I'll I like seven, eight, nine, and, and Rogue One. I do. Yes, I, like I definitely those. like them better than one, two, and three, yeah, and that's I, mostly because Lucas didn't do. I've them. never even seen two and three. I've only seen one. I've never even seen two and three because I mean, I just it's, it's one of those things where like it's a couple hours. You you know you watch it because you have a whole story together, but you don't have to rewatch it. Like what's the harm in just watching them Ugh, to know how the story I know, goes? I know what happens. Two, I, the Clone Wars, I probably will never, ever, ever watch. You might get me to watch Revenge of the Sith just because I like, just because I really like Star Wars. But yeah. I, I, but anyways, we're we're like way off topic okay. here. That's right. But it goes back to the same thing that you were saying with you know rewatching like you know or watching TV shows that they reboot or remake. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes it's just not a need. I can go watch the original Golden Girls. I don't need to watch a new version of it. Mm -hmm. But I understand why they do it. It's introducing a show to kids or people, you know, now with current actors and actresses and in and, and current situations, right? Doing it for today, for 20. What are the situations you were saying? You have domestic abuse, and obviously that's still a relevant thing. Um, AIDS, you sure. know, it's still relevant, but it's not in the forefront of everything in the news. How often do you hear well, about? I mean, I have, think obviously right now with with the pandemic, we have a lot more in the, that's on the forefront. But even before that, sure. But you're in a very different space. Like there's drugs that allow you to live 30, 40, 50 years. Right. You know, and that you know immunosuppress you know the virus. So right. right. So a it's new a very version different, of Golden Girls exactly. might hit then, a different topic. You know, then it was death sentence. Yeah. And you were gonna you know maybe you had ten years. Right. Post diagnosis. Right. So you know, and they didn't. We knew where it was coming from, but not totally. Yeah. And there was a lot of unknown. Right. Obviously, it's a very serious thing. We're always trying to downplay the, no, the disease. No, not but even it's, close. But the but point is now there are other things that, they, that would be talked be about more, that, are, exactly. that are more on the forefront of what we're dealing with right now. Exactly. You know and I, I mean? think that At some point, there'll be the pandemic show. Yeah. I'm sure they're putting that together, right? What what happens during the pandemic yeah. and what I, happens to the world? You know, yeah. that. No, so, and I think that there are, you know, there are things that... TV. Exactly. There are things that are, you know, that are timeless like that that are still things for people to deal with and not that, but, you know... But I wanted to talk about that, too. The timelessness right. of some shows and some shows that are n you rewatch them, but they're not exactly timeless. And the biggest thing that bumps for me is technology. 
because yeah. technology moves so fast mm-hmm. and you watch a show like early Frasier or Friends or, you know, heaven forbid you go back to watch a Three's Company, which I've watched. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched the entire series. We used to watch it at dinner time every night. Be quiet, Amy. I know that's, that hurts your head and your heart. Um, the news should be on during dinner, <laughs> There folks. you go. That's Not the Jack only Tripper thing that should be on during dinner. to be gay just so we can live in an apartment of horrifically not woke show whatsoever um however let's just talk about the the technology and it kind of it that makes it not timeless because you look at it from now it's like 90 percent of this crap wouldn't happen if somebody just made a phone call they just Mm -hmm. text you or made it just text i could just i can tweet you i can instagram i can do anything i want if i have a cell phone Mm -hmm. i can just text you and then that wouldn't happen the old missing you know the whole you know mistaken identities and it wouldn't happen nowadays so you watch these shows like wow how does that? How did that work? I don't care. Especially now, if you're a kid, I love watching, mistaken like, this identities. Makes no sense to me. There's no mistaken identities. You just go online, you Google search them. That's right. You and then you, you, you look at some good old-fashioned like, Facebook stalking. Like, yeah, right. Or the I, there's a whole episode of Friends where Friends is another one I rewatch quite yeah. a bit. But there's a whole episode of Friends where Monica's leaving these voicemails. She's checking Richard's answering machine. That's right, like, and she deletes and she deletes a message right. or you know something. And it's you know th- this isn't a but thing. How many people really nowadays, especially at that age, at the age that they are, yeah. have answer machines at home some people still do yeah. some people still do but most people have their cell phones but and that's your voice I don't, we don't have a home phone we don't have a home machine. phone no we, we have, have cell phone. phones so yeah, we don't I need mean, a home phone there like, are lots of things that. there are lots of things that are dated right yeah. there are lots of things in a, in any of these shows that are very dated but i also think like i mean like you were saying about the you know just the ways that some societal things are portrayed yeah. right like i think the golden girls has an episode where um blanche's brother is gay yeah. and the way that they talk about it now i mean the way that they talk about it then was progressive for the 80s for sure right. and now you're kind of like Look. Oh, did you? Even say though that? they were trying but to be, they were try- and they were accepting it. Pro- I mean, you know, trying to put it into the forefront and light and, and so, put the light on it. So there's a line in it which I think still is super timeless. Where Sophia is talking to Blanche is saying to Sophia, like, I don't understand. Her brother's name is Clayton, and he wants to marry his Doug, his boyfriend. And she's saying, Why? I don't understand why they have to like slip a ring on it. And Sophia says to her, Well, why did you get married? She said, Because we loved each other. We wanted to make a lifetime commitment, and we wanted everybody to know. And she's well, why are they any different? Right. You know, well, and that, I mean, there are moments like that, but the way things are portrayed and the jokes and things the that are okay to joke about. The interesting part about that is, and this is, you know, because coming from an Italian family, the interesting part about the oldest one who would be the most anti because the way you grow up and how you grow up in that time period yeah. is the one who's giving the sage advice mm-hmm. to being like, why aren't you accepting of this? Yeah. She's the most well, progressive, but you would think, like in my family, not the most progressive people well, well, I but, think because they grew up in a time have, in a space that was not. When you have a character like Sophia, she's more of a Yoda. Yes. She's not the head of the family. She's not the authoritarian. She's the Yoda. She is the wise one. She is the wisdom giver. She's the like, well, we don't have a lot of time left, so like, why are you worrying about this kind of thing? Like, picture it, Sicily, 1933. Like, go back to my day. This is what I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Kind of wisdom. Like, she's not yeah. that crackdown authoritarian. Yeah. And it was, I mean, but you can definitely, through any of that kind of stuff, that we are now more aware of how we should be saying things or not saying yeah. things. Even though they deal with things and can deal with it, they have these moments that are like, okay, that's very, that's great. Some of the jokes and some of the things you're still like, Bleh. okay. I mean, I see, like, and I can see how, all, you know, you you know that that was okay then or that was pushing up against things mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. but it just isn't that's the all in the family for me that's the all in the family moment that whole show was about that yeah it was about yeah. you know even though you were it was a comedy i'm sorry were, what 
All in the Family with Archie Bunker? I got no idea what you're talking about. Holy smokes. Oh, that's sad for you. That is very sad for you. It is one of the most famous shows for that reason, because it did nothing but point out how ridiculous this very entitled white man was and his theories of you know everything from race to sexuality everything so uh, it's it shined a light on how ridiculous he's made him the fool mm-hmm. by pointing out but it was very controversial at the time because half of the people would be like that you're you're joking about it and you're making fun of it when it's a real problem when it's a real problem but the reality is he was really making fun of him mm-hmm. and his beliefs so it depends on how you look at it. You can look at it as you're insulting us because you're making light of this hard situation that we go through. Or you can look at it like, no, no, no. We're pointing out how ridiculous somebody who feels his way is. Look how ridiculous he sounds. Mm-hmm. He sounds so Neanderthal you know, and, and stupid and uneducated. Tying it back to the Golden Girls, B. Arthur played Maude yep. on that show. Edith, right. Edith Bunker's cousin, who then that really gave her her own spinoff show, yep. Maude, which also did a lot of like very progressive things. Mm-hmm. Like Maude had an abortion on that show yep. before abortion was legal. And that was like, that was all B. Arthur. That's a like, big deal. It was huge. Yeah. So there was a lot of very progressive things that they did on that show that I've seen a couple episodes. I haven't seen tons of them. And there are some things that, I mean, you can tell it was made in the 70s. It's very, yeah, the late I mean, 60s, early 70s. It's show. very very stereotyped about women's roles and things. But that that in and of itself is a huge deal. And that's, you know, that was her entirely. Um, she wanted that. She wanted to, you know, take a stand on that. And it was a it was a big deal network wise, controversy wise, yep. like people were saying her career was gonna end. It didn't, but you know, that was a big No, not at all. And she, she you know, but she comes in that. as mod, as the foil to yep. Archie Bunker, you yes. know, I mean, in, in certain, I like, I love their rows. I love in, their, their you know, battles. And they're they all put him in his place too sweet. It was funny. They're all sick. Yeah. They all have the flu. And Edith's cousin Maude has to come over to take care of them. And she just like cuts him down yeah. to size she stops several him in times. Every one of his stupid rants about whatever. Yeah. It's really, it, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, it's, it's also like the interplay. Like it's nice to see a woman doing that. In the way that, and George Jefferson used to do that to him too. Yep. The Jeffersons were on there, and George yep. Jefferson used to like blow him out of the no, water too. Yeah, it was a spin-off. It was very, you know, the Jeffersons came off of all yep. in the family too. It was well. Yep. Yeah, it was a bunch of spinoffs. That was that show had a ton of spinoffs. Yeah. And then obviously once uh, you know the quote unquote the Edith character passed away, mm-hmm. then they had Andre Bunker's place, and he had the girl, you know, the, the uh, Stephanie, I think her name was. Um, remember her? No, the young dark haired girl. Uh, I, I'll show you after I forget her name, but she she grew up to do other stuff too. Um, she was on there. She was they had adopted her, and then Edith passed away, and he had her like when he, they owned the bar, and she was always at the bar. This young kid, was always at the bar with him. That was a whole other show. That works. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize Edith died. Yeah, they yeah they killed off her character, and then he you know was on his own, and it became Archie Bunker's place. So he just they they he ended bought all- the bar that he used to go to all the time. He ended up buying it and turning it to Archie Bunker's place. What happened to Gloria and Meathead? They moved away. They moved away. They had Joey, the mm-hmm. baby, and they moved away. So they, I think they showed up no, a couple of times. No, it's baby Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was baby Joey. Joey Stivic. Really? They didn't yeah, Michael him? was. Was Mike, the husband. Was husband. Yeah, yeah. Baby yeah. Joey. They had baby Joey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meathead was Michael. That's how. That's what he called the. Yeah, so played by. Uh, um, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah. And Sally Struthers. Yep. Yeah, still got no idea over here. <laughs> Rob Thank Reiner, you, you would know. He you know directed The Princess Bride. Okay. I love when Harry Princess Met Bride. Sally. Yeah, When Harry Met Sally. Very, very famous, amazing director. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. He was in Sleepless okay. in Seattle with Tom lot. Hanks. He did a lot. Yeah. He still does. He still yeah. does. He's still active. But that was really, yeah. um, you know, that that was. Yeah. You never get a chance. I mean, I used to have, so, going back to how old that show is, Columbia House 
used to have the the tapes. And I used to get the tapes from Columbia House, one a month or whatever it was. All right, guys, how long have we gone into this without about talking f- about Everybody Loves Raymond? Because you've got three minutes, Italians sitting at a table. 51 minutes. And we're not none done. of we us brought up Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm just saying. Like, come on now. We're dropping the cultural baton over right, here. Let's go to it. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, let's jump into God. Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody Loves because, Raymond. Because, yes, we absolutely rewatched like, that Like, I know all three of us rewatch and rewatch that. It's it's true. We did. That is a big one that we missed. And I was rewatching it. There are a couple of episodes in there that are really um the one where frank loses has to re-get his license yeah that that is still <laughs> one of my friend that's not that's west that's not a blind spot that's west <laughs> like, they're my blind spot no dad that was west and when he comes home and he's like he passed he passed and what do you mean he passed what, what is what wrong kind of, what in kind of government is this yes Oh, I love that episode. Test. That he is passed. one that I, if I just need to laugh, yes. that is one that I will really yes. put on. That whole interaction when he's gonna, he runs into the funeral base, the procession. Yeah, I still, I, I still like the sauce episode where Ray is explaining to Deborah where they have to move based on how quickly his mother can get um, fresh sauce to the house. Mm-hmm. The hot yes. zone. Yes, the, hot, the zone. hot zone. Yes, the hot zone. He that, does not yep. want to move across the street from them. So we go through this, and I, I've done this. We've, we've, you and I have done this before. You see, you come from an Italian family, and I come from an Italian family, right? And we're not comparing, but I feel like I come from a more Italian family because my mother is also half Italian. Your dad's not, right? Um, but my father's side is like almost stereotypically Italian. Like I feel like your family is not. They're Italian, obviously. Your mother's side is, but but they're not that stereotypical. Italian it's because we're family. tempered by by our by our lovely, quiet, mild mannered Midwestern father. Well, that's what it is, right? But but no, but even just on your mother's side, just take them. Like I see everybody loves Raymond. So look at it. If you look at everybody loves Raymond, when you look at like the, the Barones, the, the mm-hmm. mother and father and their family, mm-hmm. do you see your family in it or do you see my family in that? You're gonna. It's okay. No, I see your family. Right. That that's what I'm trying I, to say. There are things though. There are things with Marie Barone. Where I absolutely see my mother. Sure. I mean, there are, there are point there are times where I absolutely see my mother, yeah. um, but Sorry, not my father. I, I, see more my gra- I don't just see yeah. my parents. I see a lot of my grandparents. Yeah, yes. my father's my grandmother, my aunt. I, I would not say that my grandmother would yeah. not hide one of the ingredients if she's giving you her meatball recipe. She no. might relabel one so you don't have the exact same recipe so as it's her. good but so it it's not the, exactly same. the same no yeah. they would never have done that yeah they would never they would never have done that soul, my grandfather he did a lot of wonderful things very uneducated man you know, i don't even get past like second grade or whatever but he taught himself poetry and um, won awards and did a lot of great things in his life he was a, a wrought iron worker for his entire life he won awards with that he has stuff that's in like in rome and in all over boston his work is his artwork and things like that at the italian consulate right so very accomplished person but had a very hard time sharing any kind of spotlight or giving praise to everyone anyone else like very very typical you know my brother who also passed away he at one point was living with my grandparents in their their downstairs apartment my grandparents never moved out of their upstairs apartment uh he was there and he was like he had time off he was a soccer coach so he had free time and he wanted to learn from my grandfather how to do wrought iron my grandfather said no you're too old to start doing this, right? Because the reality was he wasn't. He just didn't want the spot because my brother was good at it. 
then my grandfather wouldn't be the only one who was good at it. So you have to oh, share okay. as well. So I looked at my brother at the time. I said, so Yoda told you you were too old to start your Jedi training? Is that essentially what you're telling me? He's like, yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's very typical in that respect. It's like, I'm not going to do it. You know, you, you, you can't be good because I'm good at this. Praise me. So like that to me yeah. was very much like I see the Barones in that. No. So I love watching the show, mm -hmm. but it's sometimes like, oh, that's my family. No, <laughs> but little... I think, I, I mean, I think that the, you know, in so in Italian families, like this idea that you just drop by and you don't have to call and yeah. you don't have to make an appointment and yeah. you everybody just comes in and out and it's the doors open, going. the doors and always and open, every, it, and it's you. The expectation is you call each other every day, you talk to each other every day. There's lots of talking. Yes. There's lots of communicating. Yeah, there's lots of. There's there's lots of that's you know some people like excuse me my wife is on her goodbye tour that's yes right. exactly you know but that's but that's the way that it is right i mean yeah. there are these things and and there are there are positive sides to it i mean mm -hmm. i think if you like you know even if you look at that show right like they they help a lot they watch the kids they do yes. a lot of things they're very supportive in that way but you but know it's family i mean family, well, family is, comes, family is a very family. strong and that's so that's thing a, in that culture that's you know, a that's a finale i will rewatch because they're all there together like yeah. it's one of those like they're sitting at the kitchen table and the finale and it fades out right all of them there together because life continues the show you've just watched for how many seasons continues on, you know what I mean, without us. But mm -hmm. it's, you know in that fictional world, They're it's still continuing, continuing okay. the same. So, There's no change. This is a Easy question specifically for my sister because how much during the show when you watched it, when you saw um, the Barones versus Deborah's parents, how much did that feel like Nana and our side versus like Grandma and the family from the mid? Like, no, 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 no. Not at all because... Um, Deborah's parents are like, not the fact that they're like super waspy and just like they don't get it and they're not connected, but the fact that like the, it was just so blatantly very different. So I felt it more like with Amy's parents, honestly, like when yeah. Amy's parents yeah. came in. That, that's a better, you know, that's that a better comparison. I think with, yeah. with Amy's parents, because they're more like, they're more down to earth. They're just so completely they're and from totally. Right? They're yeah. From, yeah, they're just so completely and totally. That's a different. much better comparison. And I forgot about Amy's De parents. Deborah's parents are snobs. Yeah. I mean, Deborah's parents are like very. They're, they're um, also detached they're, but they're in also a way phony. that like yeah. they weren't. Thank you, phony. That's they're the very word. Phony they're phony. They, they make believe they're highfalutin, yeah. but yet they're having all these like divorce problems and everything. Well, they else are highfalutin in the terms of like yeah. having money. They have plenty of that, but yeah. like you know, I think Amy's parents they, they, like they that. They portray like this perfect, and then all of a sudden you find out they're falling apart yeah and i think you know i i feel like with amy's parents it's it's more of a similar i could see that more like as, as that the, makes much more sense you know what i mean if yeah. you see the families come together um but i also don't like you know i mean i don't there weren't a lot of men in our family that were like frank right like there weren't no thank god you know i mean you know nobody no we have them on my side no no one any uh, no one in our family when you were meeting the in-laws would have said dear god please get this in-law family the hell away from me you know nobody nobody it just isn't you know yeah that that would not have happened no, no definitely no. not and you know that's okay but i think that you know and uh, you know marie's a marie's a pain but a you know, force. She's, she's a force. force. That she's is a it. loving force. To be reckoned yeah, she's with. a loving one force. One of those loving forces where you're like, okay, you gotta you gotta tone down you're the love because it's so much. It you're strangling me. Yeah, it yeah. hurts. You, you gotta tone down the love because yeah. it's starting to hurt a little bit. I mean, and uh, you know, not that I'm not a force because I am, but I don't want to be overbearing like that, and I try to be very aware. Yes. You know, and I will, as our son grows up, try to be very aware 
that I am not like that to our daughter-in-law. That's why you got me. Yeah. That's, that's not And that's, that's why not you the got me, because I'm going to pull you back. No, but, you know, he's also not going to marry a crazy person, so there's that. Right. Whoever he whoever he marries someday, yes. it's not going to be a crazy person. That's all I know. You think she has control over that. That's fantastic. I know, no, I don't. Great. I just, no, I, I don't. I'm just over here but going, I just okay. say it. I just say it and I put it out to the universe there you go. and hope that the universe that it manifests back. That That's the universe perfect. brings it back to me. There you go. You know what I liked about Avery Loves Raymond? Uh, one of the I mean always the comedy was, you know, based off of Ray Romano's comedy. It was fantastic. It's a family atmosphere and there's three kids, but it's not about the kids. And they say yep. that, right? It's really not about the kids. You had the you know, and they're not in every episode. Right, uh, Madeline Sweeten's in the Mo. She's in 206 out of the 210 episodes. Yeah. So she herself missed four episodes. Uh, the younger boys are only in 142 episodes. So they missed a lot of episodes. Like, where the hell are these kids? That always struck me. You know what I mean? Like, you'd see Marie and Frank and, and then the Ray and Deborah, and like, where the hell are the boys? Like, they're off somewhere. <laughs> they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. Are they being watched by the old, slightly older daughter? Well, no, but, I mean, it's hard to deal with, you know, I mean, on a practical level, right? It's hard to deal with babies of that age. Also, sure, you can't have them all the time because, yeah. you know, well, there's laws and there's, you yeah, know, but not even laws, just that. Like that. Like, but, but you but, can't always write everybody into every show because it's only 22 minutes. But not even just that. Think about Christian. Like, when he does not want to do something, he is not doing it. Sure. And, you know, there's no reasoning with a 15-month-old. Sometimes, well, they also had no, to get, for Full House, they had to have a set of twins play one character just because of a labor laws b work time and you also and, have to factor in the kids education and the like problem they have with to be doing everybody that. loves raymond is the twins played the twins, twins. so it yeah. wasn't like they both played it wasn't one like boy they could split them right and one work half the time one work the other half of the time they both had to be there the only time so they didn't have you know they mm -hmm. weren't like another set of twins that looked just like them yeah. So thinking back actually, to like, and they were actually their sister. It's yeah, they're all sister. siblings. They're all sweetens. They're all yeah. So thinking back to that set though, how tiny when you look at some of the sets that we were like talking about and like watching, how tiny is the couch in the Romano household? Yeah. So the no, Barone. Sorry, Barone. Yeah, yeah. How tiny is that little love seat that they all cram that's, onto? That's covered in plastic. Yeah. In no, I'm even just talking about the one in Ray's. Um, oh, okay. The, Ray's living room, like the Barones across the street, the elder Barones always seem to have like bigger furniture yeah. that's covered in plastic. It's always interesting to see how sets move and like when the TV comes in, you can only see the back of the TV, but then it's just gone because it gets in the way. So you, you see like the moving set. One show, that, one show that did it well clunky. was The Office. The Office, if you, if you listen to the podcast, you know that they didn't have any flyaways. It was a, they made a very specific point to have no flyaway walls, nothing. It was shot just like a doctor. Even though the set was constructed and they could have moved walls if they wanted they to to get a better angle, they didn't. They thought they shot it like a documentary person would have to back themselves in a corner and move, you know maybe move a plant or shoot through a bad angle. Like when they do when they're doing the um, in the, I think it's season one when they're doing the uh, sensitivity training and they have the, the cards on their head. It's horrible shots because everybody's crammed into this little office, this little bo um, boardroom, basically the conference room, and they're trying to get angles and everybody talking. Isn't that also making it more believable? Right. That's exactly mm -hmm. why they did it. Because if you're doing a real documentary, you can't just move a wall to get a better shot. You have to deal with what the environment you're in. That was done purposely on that show. But it's only one color. But it's only one color. It so is only one color. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's predominantly no taupe. About. It is not only one color. It's definitely it is not. taupe. It is definitely not. It's you tis. are taupe. <laughs> there are taupe. I am so, not. I have olive undertones. Thank you very much. There you go. I still have my tan. So any other shows? We're over a little over an hour now, which is fine. We go as long as we want. But what other? Gilmore I mean, Girls. Oh, my oh, there God. You go. How the can Gilmore you, Girls. You and I are sitting here. How can we not talk about Gilmore Girls? Come on. I know. The Gilmore and Girls. Excuse me. All right. So you I'm just going to listen to you two because I've seen some of it. it. Most of it. I don't think I ever got to the whole series with you. 
I don't think we ever watched the beginning to end. I watched no. most of it with you, but you've I watched you've watched a lot of it with yeah. me. I didn't like it in the beginning, but I do like it now. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because Samantha, you were wrong. I was wrong. Yes. Do you want to tell okay, the audience members what you used to say about the Gilmore Girls? No, I think you should do it. You think I should do it? Yes, I think you should. You do used it. to say we should watch this show because if Mommy and Daddy die, this is going to be our life. Wasn't that a happy little thought? Excuse me. I was so much younger than you. My, the entirety of my childhood was literally prepping me. Some anxious Annie to my right over here was prepping me if mom and dad died. Guess what? I'm in charge of you. My entire childhood. No, not your entire childhood, first of all. Second of all, Lorelai was 16 years old when Rory was born. I'm 11 years older than you. But the Gilmore Girls, the Gilmore Girls is great. The five-year great gap. TV. I got math on that one. It's math big, was on my oh, side. You did math. I did. I did math. Do I not get credit five for doing the math? Is a big, Golf clap. There's five, only five, but you know. Five is a big difference at that age. No, I don't you're, you're big difference between 11 and yes, 16. Yes, five is a big age difference. But when you grow up in a household like we did, where mom and our aunt are 26 years apart, yeah. and then both of our uncles are 18 and 16 years apart, respectively. No, try again. 20 and 18? 20. Mom, they're 18 and 20 older than mom. And Graham was 26. And Graham was 26. But when you've got that age gap and then you and I are only looking at 11, it seems a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, but these things, I mean, you know, that's that's closed itself in adulthood. But, you know, when I was 18, you were seven. So, you know, when I went to college, you were seven years old. So it was a little different. But the Gilmore Girls is great TV. We obviously saw a lot of ourselves in those characters and in the relationship. Um, they're funny. The banter, it's well-written. Yeah. It's very, very witty, the humor. And it's it's quick, so you have to watch it. You yeah. have to keep pace with it. Um, I like the other characters. I like the town, like Stars I Hollow. I love Richard and Emily. Yeah, and the town itself is basically a character. Yeah, like it's so exactly. many shows. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in the office, the mm-hmm. camera, mm-hmm. The camera crew is essentially a character. Yeah, yeah. Right? you're talking, the camera yeah. will move, and it, in mm-hmm. the basement was you know not speak but almost speak. Richard and Emily are great. Richard and Emily They're are great. Very... And I think my favorite, some of my favorite episodes are really early on in the beginning when. So Lorelai has been, Lorelai and Rory have been estranged from Lorelai's parents for an amount of time. And you just sort of try to see this very like, this very reserved and stoic um, upper middle class, like upper class man try to connect with his teenage granddaughter and take a Vogue magazine quiz about, hmm, am I a summer, winter, autumn or spring? Let me find out. It's and v- he just does it. And then he goes, well, I found out that I am a winter. It's very sweet to watch them try to integrate into her life and to watch them be more aware and try to actively like, you know, like going to her birthday party and, you know, trying to not do what they did, trying to figure out how did they push Lorelai away and how can we not do that this time? Even though we're helping to support them and pay for her education, how do we not, you know, push them? Alienate them. How do we not continue to alienate them and make some changes themselves, which is actually, I think that they always regretted that they couldn't do with Lorelai. And so they're trying to relive it with Rory, and which is really them where they're at, and that's really nice. It's great well, to watch, and both of them because I think you know Lorelai has to learn like she's got to meet them somewhat where they're at too, yeah. and you know because you can't just expect everybody to change. Nobody is a hundred percent wrong in any of these relationships, and she's a mess, Lorelai, a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. The poor kid is more stable than her mother. Yep. Way more There's stable a lot than of parentifying in those early episodes. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think it, it you know, it's TV. And yeah. again, it's all that stuff. But yeah. well, and again, in an, in an idealized world, like 
Yeah. But I think they do a good job. Like, I think they do a really good job portraying family relationships and also giving the characters, like, reasonable growth trajectory. Um, I could have lived without The Year in the Life. It was not my favorite. No, not really. You know, I don't... I, I mean, you know, I first of all, well, I mean, Richard... Richard is dead. If spoiler alert, I, I anybody do, who has I do, I do like when Emily is Marie Kondo encouraged. At this point, there's got to be some sort of a ten-year moratorium. No, he no that. So it's the um, the year in the life hasn't been out that long. Okay, I mean only a couple of years. Only yeah, uh, five maybe five six. Yeah, but it's you know that that one like I mean the, 2016. The, yeah, the character so had five passed. Years. Yeah, the character had passed away. Like the, the actor. We haven't like seen the it by actor, now. The actor had passed away. Okay. Who played Richard? So obviously ah, well, they couldn't. You know what, well, what were they going to yes do? No, they can recast, but sometimes yeah. when an actor passes away, uh, as in like Chadwick Boseman, they don't. Yeah, they or cast like, it. Just well, in the chemistry, like I mean, I think the chemistry with all of them would have been very hard to recapture with somebody yeah. else. So then they make that part of the the growing. You know, like Emily learning how to live her life without this man, and Lorelai and Rory too, and how they change. And I, I don't know. Emily it, it, Marie condoing her entire home. <laughs> she's her husband's just passed away. Her husband of fifty something years has just passed away, and she's Marie condoing and saying, "This doesn't bring me joy. This doesn't bring me joy." And Lorelai's like, "Your husband just died. Nothing is going no. to bring you joy. Stop this. Stop throwing everything away. Stop this." So the show started in two thousand. Mm-hmm. It ran for let's see seven uh, seasons, one hundred and fifty four episodes. Yeah, from yeah two thousand two thousand seven. Uh, your main cast was in Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel, also all, all on Mad Men. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a few actually that were in. It's funny, more more than you thought. It also has um, early Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, 153 episodes. She's only not. She's only missing it from one episode. Wow. Yeah, she was in. She was Suki. Yep. Yeah, their friendship was great. Um, yep. Rory also has a really good friendship with Lane. A really. Yeah. Her parents are in the Gilmore parents. They're in every every, every episode, episode, which is amazing. Um, Lane Akiko, what is Michael name? Gerard? As, as the guy who plays Michael Gerard, he's in all the, all the episodes. That's Luke. Uh, no, Scott Patterson. Scott Patterson. Yeah, Yannick Drewsdale plays Michael Gerard. Oh yes, Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Gerard. Yeah, like I said, I've seen some of it. I've seen a lot of it, but yeah. I haven't seen all of it. So it's really the last season isn't great. Um, there was like a writers. There, there was an issue with the writers and things oh, kind of. Oh, had writer strikes for different things. Yeah, that the, always throws the, you off. The yeah. wheels kind of fell off yeah. in the last season. Yeah. The first six were incredible. The second, the last yeah. season, I felt like they were just trying to wrap too many things up. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, she's with Logan at the end, and I hate Logan. Yeah, Logan sucks. Logan sucks. Logan sucks. Logan none sucks. Of her, none and of her, argument. None of her boyfriends were great. She doesn't have good taste in men. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Awesome. So, um, all right. So, we're, we're about 100, 110. Wow, an hour and 10. 110 hours. So, what I want to go with the next is, what is a show that you could see yourself being a part of? Like, if it was a real world, what what show that you've rewatched, could you say, I can jump into that show and I would live happily, let's say, in the Gilmore Girls. I could, not necessarily even as a main character. The only character. time maybe we'll ever move to Florida. <laughs> Colin Girls, you want to be one of the girls in the... No, I, I don't know. No, I don't know about that. Um, if I had to, so, like, if, if I had to, I could think of a worse way to spend my golden years. Right. If I didn't have, show, I didn't have a good. husband anymore. Right. I could think of worse ways to spend my golden years than the You're company of, of very close friends. Now, see, I could see you also in designing women. I love designing women. But ah, too too catty for me. I know. Well, you too, you just have a problem with the cattiness. I do. But no, I don't know. 
I mean, of the ones that it's we've talked about. as sarcastic as I can be. Yeah. It bugs me. Well, it hurts you. It hurts your heart. It does hurt my heart. Um, you know. Your heart. hurt yeah. my heart. Of, of the shows that we've talked about, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, even if it's one that we haven't talked about, what is a show that you love that you could easily see yourself like living out to or even just being a part of for a period of time? Maybe the Gilmore Girls. Okay. I feel like I could I could flow into the Gilmore Girls. You know, would, I, would you want to be one of the main characters? Would you like to be a support character, just a friend of Rory's or, you know, whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to be Miss Patty and run the dance studio. You want to be Miss Patty? I want to be Miss Patty. Where? <laughs> Is that Gilmore Girls? Miss Patty is in the, is I, the Gilmore okay. Girls. If she I were going to be a part studio. of the Gilmore Girls, I would be Miss Patty. I would be completely eccentric, and I would run that dance studio. Oh, Sally Struthers is on the Gilmore Girls. You know about the neighbor? So she's yeah, also Struthers. Gloria Stivic on All in the Family. Yes. Okay. So she plays Archie's daughter. Um, I don't know how I would. Uh, probably I'd be like Lorelai's friend. Yeah. Somebody who was close to Lorelai and would be like, what the hell, girlfriend? Like, you got to pull it together here. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, Sam, so you, you're 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 in the same. You two are together, still sisters in the same place, all right? I, maybe, but I'd also, like, if I really wanted to fall into a TV show that I absolutely and completely loved, I would want to be a part of The Closer. But that's just because I love Kira Sedgwick so, so, oh, so much. Oh, we haven't talked about that. That is a rewatch. I love The Closer. That is oh. a good rewatch. We, we've, we've watched that a lot. I don't know. That's tough. That's a hard thing, right? Because you're you're in a crime show that's just surrounded constantly every episode by death. Somebody's so? dying brutally every episode. That's a tough. Remember, you live in this world where you're you know you're part of the main stories. You're not necessarily the one that's dying, but you're surrounded by this death. It's not like the Golden Girls where you just get to eat cheesecake and go to work and spend time with your girlfriends and have fun adventures. You're going to a show that's constantly someone's dying. You got to figure out who killed who and why. Why did this person do something brutal to this other person? I'm frightened. Why? The Closer. <laughs> yeah, The Closer, Rizzoli, and Isles. Like, I'd rather do that. Oh, death. That's and what you I'm talk saying. to me about death. Yeah, but you can't say that because you watch the murder shows and the cult I do. shows. Yeah. And you're Did I say the, I want to be a part of the murder no, shows and the I'm, cult no, shows? No, you, you definitely don't want to be a part of it. But no. man, do you I watch a I said I wanted to it. live in the Gilmore Girls. So, and that's, that's something that I always we talk about this all the time. Like I'll go to sleep and right before or right before bed, I'll watch a comedy or I'll watch an Avengers movie and she can't watch it. No superhero it movies. It interferes in her dreams. Mm -hmm. Yes, she watches murder shows right before bed and it doesn't bother her. Okay, I find that so weird because the murder shows are talking about things that actually happened and that would interfere my brain. Like there is some lunatic who killed all these yeah, people see, and I maybe still no, out there no. versus, you know, Spider-Man and Captain I'm America right never happened. I'm right there with happened. Marco. No. If it is something scary, I always have to tell Sean, my boyfriend, if it's something scary, if it's something like creepy that Sean. happened. Um, yeah, no, it has to happen during the, it has to be on during the daytime. It can't be on during the nighttime. It's going to affect my sleep. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's certainly like any kind of horror movie. That's even like that. Ooh, forget no, it. But. No, I don't like horror movies. I'm not a big fan either. You know what? All right. So what show do you want to live in? I, you know, while you were talking, I was thinking about that. I'm really trying to decide because there's, there's a few you know, um, but it's hard because something like I could say the office, right? I lived that world, but I would strangle him. Mm -hmm. Like the, the fact that they don't tell him to cut the crap on a daily basis, like knock it off. Yeah. But then you watch these shows I'd and you see something like him, him and you're like, one of the camera cords. Yeah. And you're like, this guy had been fired a long time ago. <laughs> this is none of it. I know it's a comedy. That's the point. So, yeah, I haven't, you know, like you could say, oh, being Mad Men, but then like, 
as cool as it is, is very not, you know, on purpose, not woke. It's right. It's the fifties. It's a weird time. Even though I'm a guy like you think I'd be like, this is rock, but my sensibility would not play with that very well. I couldn't be a madman. Right. Well, no, it's, it's you even don't harder for women. You don't want to live in the Cobra Kai world? Uh, you would think based on my martial arts background, but that's just a load of nonsense in there. All right. Constantly fighting and, you know, the bad guy keeps winning and that, that, that drives me crazy. That drives me crazy. Um, but so it's the same thing like I was saying to you, like, oh, I love Monk, but, and I could, I could see myself getting along with him even better than his, you know, nurses or whoever was taking care of him. Like I could put up with his crap better than anybody because half the time I am like that. You can ask my wife. I'm a little no, neurotic about neatness. And, okay, but certain things, but not yeah. not like you're that. not pathological. No, definitely not. But I definitely have my, you know, I don't want my son eating spaghetti with his hands because he gets him dirty. And the rest is like you're ridiculous. But let's let let's carry that thought all the way through. Okay, but then the baby's dirty. Someone has to clean the baby. And not me. And if you're tired, <laughs> not me. that adds an extra step. Like, I see that. I yeah. get that. That's an extra step, an extra thing you have to do. Don't encourage it, please. <laughs> it's encouraged. It's there. Hi. Yes, That's exactly. my job. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't quite decided. I, I thought I had some stuff like that before. Like, I, I would have said different things. But now it's like when you really think it through and you think it out, I don't know what. Well, I'm sure I'll think about it as soon as we stop. Like, oh, I want that. I want to be there. But, yeah, no, I can't think of a show that I would want to live in forever or you know even for a period of time yeah i guess there's some shows i would live in for a period of time you know uh, certainly some of the superhero shows but i'd have to be one of the superheroes i couldn't be just one of the nameless people getting you know bounced around in the city because you know the whole place is falling apart i would definitely have to be one of the superheroes i send I, i'd imagine since i you know i've been loving superheroes since i was a little kid so maybe one of the no flash capes. you know one of the arrowverse shows or something like that. no capes yeah definitely no, no capes, capes. They're, they're bad uh, all right. Any other shows you want to talk about? Any other rewatch shows? Because there's obviously new shows that we watch now that were, you know, like Miss Maisel that we'd love, um, you know, different shows like that that are out. We're going to have to do our, you know, Breaking Bad's another one for me. I can watch Breaking Bad over and over and over again. You wouldn't think it's a, you know, like I, I've said before, I said it on the Game of Thrones episode, you know, you watch Breaking Bad, you feel like you have to like clean yourself down with our chicken because it just makes you feel dirty. When you watch it and you're constantly, you know, you're bouncing between this guy is horrible, yet I want him to win. I should not want him to win. You're not supposed to want him to win, but you want him to win. And it's he's not, the he's, antihero, man. Yeah, he's it's so a great horrible. antihero. He becomes such a horrible, horrible human being that you don't, you, he shouldn't win, but you don't, but you but want you him want to win. root for him. You really do. You really do by the end of it. So that's, you know, that's a show I could watch over and over again. And, you know, I just, I don't know why. I, I love them. It's one of the, to me, one of the best written shows ever, ever, ever. And one of the best series finales of all time. I could watch that series finale, even though he, spoiler alert, it's old enough, too bad. He dies at the end because he's supposed to die, right? He spent the life. That's he spends, kind of the only way they could end yeah, it Yeah, because he's dying of cancer. He has because, to die. Like you knew well, for five seasons die, this guy's going like, to die. What do you want him to do? He has spend, terminal cancer. Spend the rest of his life in a cage while he has terminal cancer? Just kill him. Finish the cook. Kill yeah. him and get it over with. Right. Oh, but that's not how it happens. But it's not how it ends. 
but the ending to me was one of the most satisfying ending of any show because it buttons up so well, much of the isn't open it things. As he's bleeding out, he has to finish. No, 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 no. no, no, no he's no. he finishes the people that stole the money from him, the ones that may basically he had to go to Vermont and hide out. He goes and kills them all. They have Jesse. They he realizes because he's coming back. He's like, screw, it, I'm gonna come back and just finish up everything and make sure my family's taken care of and do what I have to do because he knows he's going to die or whatever. So he goes back to New Mexico and finds out that the people have had Jesse held captive and been cooking his stuff, using Jesse to kill, to, to cook for him, for them, and making money. And they stole the $90 million or whatever from him. So he basically goes back to take care of them, and he does in one of the most satisfying ways, right? He meets up with a guy that he bought the original gun from that he had. He gets him back and buys this massive um, rifle, basically, this automatic machine gun that he mounts inside the Cadillac, inside the trunk of the Cadillac. And he has a remote, you know, the remote alarm trigger on a keychain, and basically he he parks it right in front of their clubhouse, and at the right moment he tackles Jesse because he's pretending to fight with him and he sets it off and the gun just goes through their whole place and wipes out everybody it just keeps he made it rotate he's really smart he's you know he's he made it rotate so it just completely shatters and goes right through the clubhouse and kills everybody everybody except for Jesse and he but he takes a bullet on the way down he takes a bullet on his side but there was a cook that already happened so Jesse gets away. He gets in the El Camino, and that's why they made El Camino. Yeah. He gets away, which was satisfying in that respect. Finally, after Jesse taking that poor bastard took a beating every season. Every season, that kid was in traction somehow. Face blood every season. There was in a season he made out without getting beat up for some reason. He gets away, and you know he's talking to Lydia, who was you know the woman who basically sold his stuff overseas and whatever, and she, she turned on him. He kills her. Remotely, she, she's very a creature habit. And while she was there with Todd, having her, you know, drink her tea, he slips uh, ricin into the sugar packet, the stevia, because you only drink stevia. He slips ricin, he switches it out for a stevia packet for her, and she drinks the ricin in her tea and then, you know, dies later. And so he, and she calls to find out what's going on. He's like, hey, Lydia, bet you're feeling pretty bad right about now, huh? That would be the ricin I slipped into your stevia, the crap you always drink. So it's it, it just, and, and everybody, and then he goes into the, place where they were cooking and he's amongst all the equipment that his you know basically was his equipment and stuff like that and you realize like that was his love that was his one true love because it's like the greatest thing he accomplished in his life so he dies amongst all the equipment and stuff that he loves and he, he does hold on to like the thing you see like the bloody hand mark as he falls down and he dies and then all the cops swarm in so it's amazing but the fact that he takes care of his family right he uses the the money he gets the money back that he has and he gives it to the uh, people that basically stole his company from out from under him, right? Um, and he makes them, he forces them to give his kids the money as if it was from them in like a charitable foundation. I would not want to live in this TV show. Oh my God. It's, no, no, you can't live in this TV show. Everybody, pretty much everybody dies. I mean, 90% of the people die in this and nobody makes it, barely anybody makes it out alive. Yeah. Right? But it's just amazing. The threads that go on throughout the seasons and then he, they button it all up at the end. I mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's probably one of my favorite shows of all time that I rewatch when I can. It's a hard rewatch. It is a hard rewatch, but I don't know why. I love it. Like, I have to be in the mood for it, but I will get to in the, the first season was a little rough, but once you hit season two, it's amazing. Amazing show. So that's that's definitely my yeah. recommendation for a rewatch show. All right. Yeah. There it is. All right. We did it. Almost an hour and a half. Wow. Rewatched it. We did it. We did a great job. So uh, I want to thank both Sam and Amy 
for coming on again. We're going to stop for a little while and redo for a little while. We're going to do maybe a shorter episode on Hamilton. So look for our Hamilton episode coming up soon. All right. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. All right. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye, guys. Till next time. All right, Bye. guys. Next time, make sure you look for us online at entertainmentrants.com, social media at entertain, Entertainment Rants. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us a review so we can read it on the podcast. Uh, we have our new merch stores opening up, both on our website. You'll see a Zazzle store and a Shopify store. Uh, our social media is also we're coming out with our shop stuff on that as well. So look for that, and we'll see you guys next time. And please, in the comments... Comment below other TV shows that only have one color. Let's prove Amy wrong. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Why don't you definitely comment on it. We'd love to hear in our social media. Other All TV shows have more than one color. <laughs> That's no, why they, they make color TV. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Keep ranting, everybody. Oh,